The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spent enough time with them anyway. Chicago, you're back! I would say online, but you were never offline. And if you're in line with city guidelines, that means it's fine to get out and get together again! But even though the social climate has changed doesn't mean the actual climate is fine. You're still in a crisis due to climate change. Sorry to bust a party, but fear not, there's still hero power. The goal is simple create affordable, accessible, and easy ways for more people to support clean energy. All you gotta do, sign up today, and they will match 100% of your electricity use with Green E certified renewable energy certificates generated by wind farms in Illinois. Nothing changes with your service. There's nothing to install. You continue to pay ComEd. The only difference is now ComEd pays Hero Power for the supply portion of your bill, and they send that money to local wind farms. It takes less than two minutes to sign up, even less if you have your ComEd bill next to your text in hand. You can cancel anytime, no termination fees, and hey, you say you heard this from Chad the Bird, that's me, and they'll take $25 off your next electricity bill. That's a deal even 2020 couldn't kill. Hero Power customers have already funded over 5 million kilowatt hours of clean electricity, so get in there and do your part! Go to MyHeroPower.com right now and support clean energy, cause you're back, you made it. Now let's, you know, keep the place clean. Times are getting a little easier these days, but that don't mean taking time for yourself needs to. When you want a drink, you want to work for it. That's why I only drink Malort. Its unusual full-bodied flavor of deck varnish and viper piss is a taste savored by two-fisted drinkers. So if you think your two fists are strong enough, why not grab yourself a shot of the only booze big enough to knock some sense right back into you? Jepson's Malort. It'll kick your ass for you, so you can take time taking her easy. Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. I can't promise that you like me. You could go downhill I can't promise that you love me But you probably will I can't promise that you What's going on, everybody? Hello! Welcome to my birdcast. I'm Chad, I'm a bird. And you're listening to my birdcast. There it is. All bases are covered. Um, hey. So I'm a little tired because like, I went to go see Spider-Man No Way Home at the premiere yesterday. Well, which technically was this morning at like 3 a.m. And then I couldn't sleep. And that is all I have to say about that. If you would like to hear my review, go to my YouTube page. It's right there. Or on Facebook or on Instagram. Fuck, man. Or TikTok. Hey, follow me on TikTok. It's a wild ride over there. I posted that um, reaction vid and uh, some... Fucker in my comment section posted the entire plot as a fucking fuck you. And I was like, wow, this is like the old West. There's no fucking laws here. You know, and I've seen some crazy, horrible commenting with some really intense language. And yet somehow this one cut deeper because that's just cruel. You know, this isn't even like an ideology where you have to be like, listen, you're uneducated and we need to talk about what you're, ta- what you're saying and we need to go through some shit. This one's just like, 
fucking cold cock in the face for no reason. And I was like, dude, honestly, uh, you know, nothing but nothing but the worst. Have the day you deserve, you fucking trolls. But like, so I disabled all the commenting on there. So that's why you can't leave a comment on the actual reaction vid. That being said, it's also on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm everywhere, baby. And I'm in your ear right now. Sorry to be aggressive, but like I said, I'm really tired. Because I went to go see Spider-Man No Way Home. But that is not what we're talking about right now. Because, like, that movie just came out. And I am not contributing to the discourse on that movie. Go see it and decide for yourself. So if you need a little break from that, how about instead I give you a review of something that you don't give a fuck about, and that is the new Sex in the City show, because it is rife with issues. Um, but I know some people that worked on it, and I got nothing but love for people who are just like doing their craft and making their money, so I'm not going to rip on it too hard. But I had some things to say, plus I was assigned that topic from the head editor over at the Paper Machete, so like, sometimes I just got to do what I'm told. I did watch it. So you're going to get honest reaction from me. Um, that being said, if you do care about Sex in the City, you will also note um, I don't leave any stone unturned, even the luxury items. Uh, before we do that, scroll down, rate and review this, because that really helps. Just like click on especially if you're on iTunes. Uh, recommend this to people because we're trying to grow, man. I want January, February, I want to start doing a tour. I got all kinds of things in, in the works. And y'all have been helping me make it happen. And the big, best thing you can do right now is to just promote. And that means, you know, retweet this episode. Put it out there for the world to hear. Go on my TikToks and share. Duet me. Okay? Stitch with me. Give it. Come on, man. Give it to me. Ask me some questions. YouTube, you can just, like, share it on your pages. I don't know, man. You know how the internet works. Help me out here. Get in there. I'm going to do a big push in January and February, so, like, help get out in front of it. Let's do something. Let's make a difference. Let's get out in front of the trolls. Yeah, I'm super tired. Anyway, let's go live for my first React review of the first two episodes of HBO Max's relaunch of Sex in the City. And just like that, already in progress. Death is merely another stepping stone in the great sharp-edged, dark gray, dull tile travertine paving on loose stone. The sharp edge is offering a nice contrast to the round, and at 469 per square foot, it's surprisingly affordable walkway of life. One which we all must walk along. It will always be the destination. So indeed, it is the journey that matters. So let us not resist but allow the wave of existence to carry us on to our ultimate as all things must indeed pass. Cause when we fuck around with the natural order of things, shit always goes sideways. And so it should not be a damn shocker to anyone living on this planet that we got a plague, tornadoes in December, and a goddamn Santa shortage here in 2021. <laughs> when you keep dipping your damn hands into the sand from whence you were rendered by whatever you pray to and then jiggle it around just to pry out some old shit. It fucks with the math and you just keep jiggling humans. So congrats, we're on this timeline now. 
A timeline with another Ghostbusters, Gossip Girl, Dexter, Cowboy Bebop, The Matrix, Family Matters, and they're bringing back the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. This unchecked Lovecraftian desire to play God is literally shaking the ground, and yet it remains unstoppable, which has brought us to this moment. One that might finally snap the fabric of time and raise the deep ones to rule the earth once again. Sex in the City is back. Just like that. Those of you who survived since the 90s will remember a time when Monica Lewinsky was in the news, the Beastie Boys dropped Intergalactic, Toon Disney was on TV, and Half-Baked, The Big Lebowski, Basketball, Blade, Practical Magic, Pleasantville, and Ernest in the Army all graced the silver screen. 1998. In the summer of that year, Darren Starr and Michael Patrick King's adaptation of Candace Bushnell's 1997 book, Sex and the City, premiered on HBO to the sound of popping Prosecco bottles and Manolo's clacking down the street to catch a cab. The show followed the exciting rosé drunk adventures of Carrie Bradshaw, Charlotte York, Miranda Hobbs, and Samantha Jones as they navigated a waving dick field of penises in New York City, AKA the city. It brought style tips to the Midwest and brunch into the mainstream. And like friends before it, convinced an entire generation that they could afford a one bedroom with a walkthrough closet and a bathroom and a full kitchen on the Upper East Side. The show ended its 94 episode over six season run in 2004, and then two movies, one in 2008, one in 2010. There were plans for a third movie, but it was junked because Kim Cattrall, who played Miranda on the show, ha <laughs> ha, Samantha, I was just seeing if you're paying attention. Way to go, you passed the test. She passed because the plot freaked her out, and rightly so. It should have died on that day. A time capsule of a bygone era, frozen in amber, forever to be studied by the future for its lessons. And you all had to go and fuck around with it. So here we are, 2021. HBO has unearthed, thought, and plugged Sex in the City into an apple ginger carrot flavored Mojave ghost centered saffron and chive colored extracorporeal membrane oxygenation machine. The lightning flashes, the power bill goes up, and with a crack of sinew and a puff of glossier soothing facial mist, it stood up and walked around again in Hangisi pumps. Now we're only two episodes in at this point in our timeline, but already a fuck ton has gone down. Be warned, here there will be spoilers on the menu. So if you're trying to watch your weight, Please plug your ears with your Bang & Olufsen Bioplay AE8s and enjoy your Glamour playlist. So, yeah, all right, so nobody could afford that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Threw that reference in there and I heard the whole room just go, what? Yeah, exactly. If you have to ask. But for real, I'm going to spoil the fuck out of this. So, like, if you don't want to know, plug your ears. So... We're thrust, brunch first, back into the world of Carrie, Charlotte, and Miranda with Samantha nowhere to be seen. They're having the standard midday croak madams and fries while complaining about the kids these days and going gray. The gang is all here, but they're now in their 50s, which I think they think means their 80s. Miranda's Steve has lost 60% of his hearing because he's, quote, old. 
Carrie cannot seem to get a handle on podcasts because I guess she's from the 60s. And Charlotte still dresses like a pre-World War I debutante. But where is Samantha? Where is the reason many who are now in their 40s would wait for their parents to go to bed so they could skip through all the hilarious cosmopolitan irony just to catch some hot, tan-buttered Kim Cattrall action? Well, don't you fret. There will be several lengthy conversations about that in this episode. <laughs> Turns out she left and went to London and no one likes her anymore, but they do miss her. Meanwhile, on our timeline, it's because Kim Cattrall read the script and was like, pass. <laughs> Speaking of timelines, it is very hard to tell where in time and space the new show is because everybody talks about what it was like back in the lockdown and yet not a mask to be seen. All the sets look like indoor Lido decks on the Starship Enterprise, so I just assumed this was the distant future and in space. Carrie and Big are still together and they're gonna to go to the Hamptons, but plans have to be changed because Charlotte's daughter had a recital at the Manhattan School of Music. God, if I had a dime, right? Who hasn't been there? <laughs> so they gotta wait all night. Meanwhile, Miranda is taking law courses and she fucking Karens the fuck out of every conversation she has with a black and non-binary person. It's like watching a newborn fawn learn how to walk and then fall down a flight of stairs. Meanwhile, <laughs> Carrie just can't seem to get her head around the sexual preferences of the kids these days because she's apparently 180 years old. And that is the big squeaky wheel on this Christina Million Rose Golden Blush Belgravian stroller and bassinet of a reboot. They all keep acting like 50s means old. Like at any moment, somebody's gonna ring the nurse for more Sanka. And just to be clear, Sarah Jessica Parker is 56. Kristen Davis is also 56. Cynthia Nixon is 55, and Kim Cattrall is not on the show. Where is she? I don't buy for a second that she's in London. She's somewhere with a beach and a 24-hour cocktail service. Should also be noted that Marissa Tomei is 57, and Aunt May knows what a fucking Kindle is. Anyway. Carrie heads to the recital while Mr. Big hits up his evening Peloton, only to hit it too hard have a heart attack and die on his way to the shower. <laughs> this scene was so traumatic that Peloton's share actually dropped. <laughs> Quote, due to confidentiality reasons, HBO did not disclose the larger context surrounding the scene to Peloton in advance, end quote, says Peloton spokesperson Denise Kelly. And you gotta figure, what a Gucci belt snap in the ass that had to be. <laughs> Finding out that your company, which is already on the decline as people head back to the gym post-pandemic, was featured in a high-profile reboot only to have one of the main characters chew floor on it in the first fucking episode. <laughs> when first contacted by BuzzFeed News, Kelly initially emailed them a statement from Suzanne Steinbaum, who's a cardiologist and member of their Health and Wellness Advisory Council, that said, quote, I'm sure Sex and the City fans, like me, are saddened by the news that Mr. Big dies from a heart attack. <laughs> 
Mr. Big lived what many would call an extravagant lifestyle, including cocktails, cigars, and big steaks. He was at serious risk and had previous cardiac events in season six. These lifestyle choices and perhaps even his family history, which is a significant factor, were likely the cause of his death. Riding his Peloton bike may have helped delay this cardiac event, end quote. And then bam, cut to black with Carrie voiceover stating, and just like that, in the end, it seems it was the city that finally won. Just to recap, this was episode one. I was too exhausted to fully pay attention to episode two, but it was a funeral episode, which I kind of figured would have been a funnier way to start the show. Like, skip all the backstory and just cut right to the funeral, but keep the music. Like, they're complaining about the service and the decor, but it's a fucking funeral, but hey! Nobody ever asked me what I thought about the reboot of Sex and the City. I figured I'd just mention it, because humans are getting reckless in a dangerous timeline. I'm not saying all of these end day events we're witnessing are directly because you keep trying to resurrect the dead, but like, it's probably not not related. Should have let the show stay dead because apparently you didn't understand how aging works anyway. You keep fucking with the timeline and we're gonna get a reboot of something you don't want, like polio or megalodons or fucking Reaganomics, I don't know. My brain is still drunk from all the white chocolate dip brandy cordials it thinks it ate after watching the first two episodes of this latest Frankenstein effort from you, humans. Thanks a lot. Also, I will be having people over next week for an episode three viewing party because after all the weird energy while Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte talked about Samantha, I'm calling it now, they fucking killed her. And they buried her in the fescue in the Hamptons. Anyway, nobody asked, but I'm here to tell you, and just like that, Sex in the City is back from the dead. What a weird-ass time to be alive. I love you. Good night. Chad the Bird. Special thanks to the Barrera Kudas for their kick-ass song, Promises. That's what you hear it though, in the back end there. Thank you to Jebson's Miller and Hero Power for being the pillars on which I work my lats so I can do some sweet superhero moves. Thank you to Jacob Serio for recording me. Thank you to you for listening. Hey, mask up, vax up, keep your heads up. We're going to get through this together. And rate and review, you know, help me out. Come watch. Come check me out on TikToks, YouTubes, and there's a link tree down there. You can join the party. I meant everything I said about Sex in the City. It was a wild ride, but I'm in, man. I'm holding that watch party. We're going to watch the rest of the series. I got, I got some people to shout out later when their episodes come up, so stay tuned for more of that. But in the meantime, go see Spider-Man No Way Home because it is a movie. And that is all I have to say about that. Bye! Uh, I think, fucking man, is that even a spoiler? Nailed it.